No ketchup. No ketchup. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. We got to wrap up Monday Night Football. Cardinals at home taking L to the New England Patriots. Kyler Murray goes down with a blown ACL. I just want to talk about the Cardinals overall. The franchise is a shambles. Nothing but bad juju mojo, whatever you want to call it, coming out of there. We're going to talk about that. And of course, NFL power rankings. Who's the, who's at the top of the league right now? We got Dallas. They just lost their their top tackle to also an ACL. They look terrible against the Texans. Eagles continue to roll. We'll go through our power rankings. Buffalo gets a W. They're now back in first place in the AFC. Then of course Tom Brady. I I want to I want to get Nick's opinion on uh, what he did post game signing some footballs for a couple people that picked him off. After a blowout, we'll get into that. Then we'll talk NBA. Pelicans are the number one team in the West. They are rolling. Zion looks locked in. Uh, that they, they just the the Phoenix Suns are the uh, they just bully the Phoenix Suns. I want to talk about that. Also, another team back back on track and rolling right now. The new uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Katie, you, you want you wanted to say it. Yeah, you wanted, you, wanted, it. you wanted to say it. I almost said it, but I didn't. You know what I'm <laughs> and then uh, we'll talk some other NBA stuff and we'll get into it. We got a lot of stuff to talk about here on No Catch Up. Stay locked with us. You know what time it is. Let's go. Nick the Quick, what's happening? How we feeling? I'm good. How you doing, man? That's great. It's dark as hell out here right now. I don't know what's going on, man. It's, it's, it looks like it's fucking like midnight out here. Yeah, no, it's... Uh... You know, I'm an hour ahead, so it's a little, it's a little. Well, I, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like the apocalypse outside. Nah. So we're good, man. Sometimes you get on with Sean, it sounds like fucking. Oh like, yeah, no, nah, the, the bro, the, yeah, the, I live the dark close night, to a major the dark street, night bro. over there. Sounds <laughs> crazy, man. Yeah, I have the. There's a couple of nights where I got to sleep with earplugs for sure. Like all yeah, types of shit is going on outside. So, you know, that's how it is, man. You gotta, you you're in New York City. That's what it is. You know uh-huh. what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah. So. Let's jump into it because we're we're a little short on time. We got about forty five minutes to give you guys. We want to go through a bunch of things. Let's talk about the the Arizona Cardinals. So we know disaster. what happened. Last, it's a disaster, bro. We know what happened last night. They end up getting blown out after Kyler Murray goes down with a, a ACL. May he hurry up and get back healthy as soon as possible. Remember, kids, that's why you always get paid. Mm-hmm. Whatever you have to do, write the op ed. Throw whoever you have to throw under the bus. The letter. (laughs) Strongly worded letter. Strongly worded letter that either you release or your agent releases or your PR team sends out. You want to know what's funny about that, though? After watching Hard Knocks, I can't. All I do is picture that letter like in his voice. So if you watched Hard Knocks, Kyler Murray has a very distinct. It sounds like this. And I'm just I'm just picturing that letter in his voice. And it's just great. Yes, it's so do whatever you need to do to get things done. That that's it. You if you got to get a you got to get a new deal, you got to get a new deal. So, talk to me about how you're feeling about the overall. Because I'll actually set you up because the quarterback doesn't like the coach. 
Now the quarterback's down. They have, but they had no relationship whatsoever. He called Zero. out the scheme. We talked about that previously on the show. They don't have a great relationship. It looks like him and Hopkins don't have that good of a relationship. Hopkins looks frustrated a lot. Hopkins doesn't have a good relationship with holding the football either. Yeah, the, well, that, that, yeah. <laughs> but it's just a, yes, that, that was. That was egregious. From a vet to carry the was, ball like that in the open carrying, field situation. He was carrying that joint like he was in the open field. He had just yeah. caught the rock six or seven yards from the line of scrimmage. Like that was, yeah, that was egregious. Exactly, but, exactly like it was a punt return. Yeah. Overall, it's just a disaster over there. There's the they they lead the league in offensive penalties. Kingsbury's the offensive guru that has no offense. Every single week they come out flat as fuck in the first quarter. It's the same stuff over and over again. And they got an extension last year. What do you do, Nick? Oh, you got to blow it up, and I think the Kyler like, Murray. Well, uh, yeah, like how, well, how well, are well, you well, owner? How do you own this team and watch them every week, well, and then not you have to do something? But we've been on this since last year. Again, go back to the Kyler Murray contract saga. The amount of stuff that leaked, leaked the type of information that leaked, the multiple times that they have thrown their quarterback organizationally under the bus. Whether it's leaking that he texts his girlfriend, the whole Call of Duty thing. The he's not a leader thing. Then you leak the details of his contract about the study hours thing, right? If you want to put that in this contract, whatever. It looks really bad as you're giving someone a quarter of a billion dollars and you tell them to want you tell them you want them to watch eight hours of film a week, but that's neither here nor there. But what's even worse is that it's clearly you that leaks that, right? Kyler Murray has no reason to leak that information. His representatives have no mer- reason to leak that information. So you're throwing him under the bus at every single time, at every single opportunity you get on the field. Team has lost three straight, has never looked comfortable this year. Like you said, offensively, they're terrible, but you have an offensive guru at head coach. Team makes a ton of mistakes. you got Kyler Murray going after the, in the press conference saying that the scheme is fucked. He's yelling at Hopkins on the sideline. If you watch Hard Knocks, look, we all watch every season of Hard Knocks, right? You know when something looks right and when it doesn't. This is the definition of doesn't look right. The GM's a clown. The owner's a weirdo. Cliff Kingsbury has zero idea, <laughs> has zero idea what he's doing out there. And the whole thing is a disaster. They only win if Kyler Murray does something heroic, right? But when he does something heroic, it's 100% off the cuff. So th- there's nothing that they're doing that gives you any confidence. So I say with this injury now is a great excuse just to clean house. You should have been cleaning house anyways. And I posted the video last night. You see my man's over there in Carolina, uh, Steve Wilkes, is that his name? Yeah. Steve Wilkes over there in Carolina got those boys humming. He got one year as the coach of the Arizona Cardinals with Josh Rosen at quarterback, and they fired that man. Now he's out here winning games with P.J. Walker and Sam Darnold. Meanwhile, Cliff Kingsbury is on year four getting extensions, and this team isn't getting any better. They they barely got in the playoffs last year and then got embarrassed. But for all the assets that they got and the players that they have and the talent that's on that roster and a, a legend, you know, QB1, they should be a lot better, man. So, yeah, get rid of everybody. Clear house. And, and that's that. I don't, Since, I don't even know why we're still talking about. I don't know why we're still talking about Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach in the National Football League. Him and Hackett. I don't understand. Since last year, December twelfth, including the playoffs and the wild card loss, the Arizona Cardinals in their last nineteen games are five and fourteen. Say it again. 
in the last 19 games, so in a full calendar year, if you go back 12 months from today, the Arizona Cardinals are 5-14 and 14 in their last 19 games, including the playoffs. And 18 of those 19 games, you had full Kyler Murray, correct? So he just got hurt last night in the first quarter. He, he missed a couple little, games. He missed a couple games. Year too, yeah, yeah. Last year, whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah. And it's the same stuff week in, week out, year in, year out. The fact that this dude somehow finessed an extension last year, the way they closed the year. Listen, listen to how they closed the year last year. The last one, two, three, four, five, six games, they went one and five and lost in the playoffs. He got an extension after that. And they got blown out in the playoffs, if you remember, in the wild card. They got smoked. Breaks beat off them. So I I just don't understand. I don't understand why this guy keeps getting so many opportunities. And and yes, you do. If For for him to for him to week in and week out not get any wins, this is what I I couldn't I couldn't this is what I couldn't get past last night. If I'm the billionaire owner that's in my mansion or in my skybox, and I'm watching this game, and I'm watching this team week in and week out, how can you not make a change? Is it just you don't care or you don't want to? I, I guess I understand that you don't want to pay multiple people, but I also have a really hard time. Like if you're as an owner, this is the classic. If you're an owner, you want the owner to think like a fan, but the owner's thinking like a businessman. But this, this kind of goes hand in hand from all the research I've done and, and, and looked and looked at a lot of this like revenue generation. When your team is good, you, re- you, you produce more revenue. Well, you make money off playoffs. Well, you make money off playoffs. You make money off merchandise. You make money off everything. Everything's you, yeah, you make money better. off off the, the whole the economy. Area, the, 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 whole, whole, the whole economy around your team is better. Yes. So you may take an L on paying a couple coaches at the same time, but if you're consistently competing, that's where you make your money long term. I just I can't get pat like the Cubs thing. And there's, I don't understand how you can own the team and come out week in, week out and watch these dudes and, and not make a change. Has to be. Has to go. Kingsbury has to go. And has to honestly, go. bro, Kingsbury needs to go to Jackson State or oh, some shit like that. Stop. Don't don't do that. Don't put what him, you mean? Don't, don't, don't put him on us. <laughs> oh. Listen. He needs to go to a small program or something and, and – prove himself that he could run like he can't there's no stop in his career that's proved he could be a head coach and be successful my man's got fired from texas tech remember the timeline remember i told you about the timeline last week my man's got fired from texas tech got hired as the offensive court because he could not win at texas tech mind you he had patrick mahomes and a lot of other quarterbacks come through that program wasn't baker at texas tech as well and he transferred out um but either way yeah yeah, mahomes was playing like couldn't win there Got fired there, gets hired as the coordinator at USC, and for whatever reason, Bidwell decides he wants to soup him up before he ever coaches a game at USC and makes him the head coach of the Cardinals because that's the type of guy that he wants. I didn't even mention the fact that when your team went to go play in Mexico City this year, your offensive coordinator got in trouble for groping yeah. females in the bar. So you want to talk about the owner? It's also it's, it's, it's an on-field embarrassment. It's an off-field embarrassment. You're 5-14 and 14 through your last 19 games, so you're not getting any better. There's no progress. You're moving backwards. 
which is the last thing you want to be doing with the head coaches in his fourth season. So the whole thing doesn't make any sense. Other than, look, man, that's the guy that they want. That's the type of guy that they want. And they're going to give him every opportunity. That's yeah, it. It's a, there's, it's no a disaster. Reason he, there's no reason he shouldn't have been fired. Avoid putting any money on the Arizona Cardinals for Ever. the foreseeable future. Tell Cliff Kingsbury is out of the building. And I used to be hot on the Cardinals. That would be my suggestion. They can't, they don't win at home. Yeah. They, it's just like a, it's just a very clear, it's a clear indication that Kingsbury and those guys have no impact or control on what happens in the building with what you just laid out with the coach of Mexico City. The, they no lead control. the, they lead the league in offensive penalties. They can't every week they come out flat. They don't make any plays. It's just all bad. They don't out get there any better. Yeah. In and the they desert. Have a, so, and they have a quarterback. That's the thing. Yeah. You have you have a quarterback, a young quarterback. So what are you doing? And does he get does he get better? Does Kyler Murray got any better over the last three no. years? Not really. The no, answer's not no. At all. The answer's no, no, the answer's no. I'll I'll, I'll tell He's you. He's a ridiculous no, no. athlete. Ridiculous athlete, but he hasn't gotten any better as a quarterback. You need you need you need coaching scheme. They're, uh, the, it's, well, schematically, it's so, they're it's, fucked. He told you it's that. So schematically, it's so they're clear. fucked. <laughs> it's so apparent if you watch Tua and the Dolphins. We were ready to run Tua oh, out of yeah. the league, and now he's a solid quarterback. So like Daniel comes in and changes. The yeah, exactly. Situation. So you need a scheme, you need a coach. But all right, let's switch over to um, the NFL power rankings. Big Nick the Quick. Let me give you my. Let me give you my NFL. So you want to do the NFL or you want to do AFC, NFC? Let's do AFC, NFC. All right. Clear far and away, I'll start with the NFC. Number one is the Philadelphia Eagles. This team, however you want it done, they'll do it for you. Yeah. They played the Tennessee Titans a couple weeks back. Clearly the best run defense in the NFL. Top two for sure. They stuff people with the run. No problem. Jalen Hurts. And those boys throw the ball for 350-plus yards and go get it done through the air. A.J. Brown goes crazy. He's talking shit to his old teammate. He ends up getting the GM fired for the Tennessee Titans. The, 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 week, the week prior, I tweeted this out. Okay. You have a solid secondary. We'll just run the ball all over the place. 200-plus yards this week against the Giants. However you want it, the Eagles can give it to you on the offensive side of the ball. It's actually in, uh, extremely impressive. They're super balanced. I talked about this last week. The, the, <laughs> the ability for them to just be nimble and do whatever they need to do on the offensive end, and then when they, when they have a weakness on the defensive side of the ball, they address it. They had a lull in the middle of the year. With the commanders, they lost to the commanders, and then the week prior, they had, they had to eke out a one point win in Indianapolis. That was their lull. They we knew they weren't going to run the table and just destroy everybody all year, and now they're back to running people off the field. They just smoked the Titans. They then smoked the Giants, where they scored on the first, I believe, five offensive drives. And the commanders is a divisional opponent. That's a tough, yeah. a tough out. Look, we, 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 I, I come on here weekly and tell you about that commanders team. They might not have a ton of talent, but they're going to play you tough. And any, any of those NFC East games are going to be, can be have the potential of being very, very tight. And, yeah. You know, go either way. So number one, Philadelphia Eagles. Number two is the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 
Why do you think it has to be the Niners? Has to be the Niners. It has <laughs> to be. I, well, and like, here's the thing. First off, Cowboys have had a good year, but like I told you last week, that I don't trust this team. If they go out and lose in their first playoff game, I will not wake up on Monday morning and be like, oh my God, I can't believe the Cowboys only made it to one playoff game. Like, I, I just don't trust them. Everything about that Texans games underscores why I do not trust them. You were playing way too tight against the Houston Texans team. You're lucky to have won that game. Um, and then just the Niners part of it is this Niners defense. So you're going you gonna to let me get mine or you you going oh, to hijack mine? And then, I thought you asked me. Go ahead. Yeah, go yeah, ahead. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Uh, dis- I disagree. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm going to go Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, clearly – San Francisco 49ers are number three. Number four. <laughs> can I even can I even say this out loud? I guess it's the I guess it's the it's the Seahawks. Wow. Number five. It's the uh is the Detroit Lions. That's crazy. So you don't even <laughs> Oh, the Minnesota Vikings are out. I, they're not even a top 15 team in the NFL. I want nothing to do with the Minnesota Vikings whatsoever. I guess if I had to rank them in the NFC, I guess they're probably six or seven. Like, 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 no, like, let me ask you. Okay, so those are my, let's talk about the NFC then. Go ahead and let me ask you before you give me yours. Are they better than, are the Vikings better than the Commanders? I think I lost Big Nick. Big Nick froze up on me. You got me? You here? Yeah, I lost. I don't know what just happened. No, no, no. You get what? So I, got, so I lost you when you said the Vikings are, are not a top 15 team in the league. If you had to rank them, they're a six or seven. Well, in the NFC. Yeah. In the NFC, yeah. 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 That's, that's, dude, they are that bad, I believe. They're suspect. They're, they're extremely, they're extremely sus. suspect. I've been telling you that they're sus. There's quarterback sus. I actually I don't. wanted to make the Lions four, for, if you really want to know. So when I was going through this, I actually <laughs> was very close to putting the Lions four. Hey, Lions yeah. are playing close ball games. Couple things go their way. This team is. This team is. Eight, what do you mean? They're nine and. Yeah. They have nine wins. <laughs> no, they're six, no, they're not. They're six and seven. No, no, I'm saying if a couple things go oh, their yeah, way. Yeah, they have nine wins. yeah, that's a nine yeah. win team. Absolutely. Yeah. Offensively, they're terrifying. Yeah, they, they are. Score, they're really they, good offensively. They score a lot of points. Their defense sucks, but they got playmakers with Hutchinson. It's, the, it's um, getting better, though. It's getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Aaron Glenn. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't hate it. I'll give you mine. All right. Talk to me. I got Eagles. Okay. Niners. Yeah. Begrudgingly Cowboys. Okay. Man, it gets so tough at that four or five <laughs> spot. Um, yeah, they're, all, yeah, they're yeah. all similar. Yeah, Seahawks, Vikings. I can't have a tendency. The Lions, a the Lions just bust their ass. I know they did. The Lions just bust their ass. Yeah, clearly. The Lions, the Lions are six and seven. The, la- the, last three, the last three weeks, the Vikings have been getting destroyed. Yeah. Mac Jones looked like Dan Marino. The Cowboys absolutely folded him. What was it, 40 to 3? Yeah. And then they go to Detroit and get folded up. That's why I got them at five. The NFC is bad. The NFC is bad. I think think the the key takeaway from this is the NFC is bad outside of the top. It's really, it looks to me like a two-horse race between the Niners and the Eagles. And it really looks like the Eagles, if we're being completely honest. It looks like the Eagles all year. Let me tell you why I have Dallas ahead of the Niners. Coming off of last week, that was the tailor-made flat spot for the Dallas Cowboys. 
everyone is all that all anyone is talking about with the Dallas Cowboys is how good they are. Are they going to add Odell Beckham Jr.? This is one of the best pass rushes we've seen. They're coming up, blowing off the blowing out the Colts. They blew out the Vikings a couple weeks prior. It's been all love and all positive talk. The only game they lost is an overtime game against the Packers. It's been all positive love for the Dallas Cowboys. They look at the schedule. They're playing the Texans at home. They're like, man, we about to we we don't even got to practice this week for that game. We'll be straight. That's nothing to worry about. They show up to the stadium all willy-nilly, feeling good, 17-point home favorites, and they almost dropped the game. I'm going to give them a pass for that game. Dak did not look like he should, and he hasn't in some spots. But in a couple weeks, Philly goes to Dallas, and I think Dallas wins. So that's where it gets – lost my guy Nick again. That's where it gets a little spooky because I think they get the W and I think that puts them in a spot where they're a little better than the Niners rocking with Brock Purdy. And I know that defense is extremely spooky, but that's why I'm leaning. That's why I lean the Cowboys with the power rankings. All right, let's switch over to the AFC because this is where it also gets pretty spooky. You got to go between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. Since it, it, then we got Baltimore at nine and four, Cincinnati at nine and four. They're both nine and four, but feel like completely different trajectories going on. The Baltimore Ravens are on the are on the downslope, even though they just got a W against division rival Pittsburgh Steelers. And then, of course, we have the Bengals, who came out slow and have been rolling ever since. Four and three on the road, five and one at home. Joe Burrow looks like potential top two, top three MVP candidate. Nick, you back? really similar. I'm back. Hey, real quick on the Cowboys. Um, I don't know if your point was that they didn't come out flat on Sunday because no, they did against any other team in the league. They lose that game. So uh, while they on the the scoreboard, it's a win that they did let down in the classic letdown spot. And that's my point with them. I don't I don't trust that team as far as I could throw them at all. And I think if you were going up Niners versus Cowboys. You're telling me you take the Cowboys? And what was it on a neutral? On a neutral in San Francisco, in Dallas. It's not like the Cowboys have the greatest home field advantage in the I, world know, out there in Arlington. You know what? I think I think I would. Okay. I think I would take the Cowboys on a neutral right now. I think that was a tailor-made flat spot that they showed up flat to. And I, I think you you I think you were gone at this time. But I said in a couple weeks, Philly's gonna go down to Dallas, and I think Dallas wins. And then it's like That's the Christmas Eve game, right? Yeah, yep. Yeah. They're going to be super fired up for that game. They, they, this was clearly that clear spot to me where the Dallas was like, ah, we got the Texans. That's a W. Like they wrote it off, didn't, weren't locked in. And then Lovey and those guys were like, man, let's try to get our second win of the season. And they couldn't get it done. But fair enough. I, I think it's those, those three teams, it's clear. And everybody else is, doesn't even matter, to be honest. One of those three teams is coming out of the NFC. And then switching over to the AFC, I'll give you my I'll give you my top. This is where it gets really spooky. I've been on the Buffalo Bills all year. 
So I'm taking. I'm, I'm still rocking with the Buffalo Bills. They're getting healthier. They're playing better. Has any and, team ever looked shakier winning four straight than the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> they, hey, they're getting it done. Hey, they well, lead. They the, I mean, they're winning, but yeah. Well, let's not forget they they also lead the they lead the AFC in point differential at 132 to the positive. Yeah. So overall, all year they haven't been the healthiest. They'll be fine. I, I and they have the they have the edge right now for the number one seed in the AFC. And we talked about how important that would be for people to have to go to Orchard Park. You do not want to go to MCI. You do not want to. Don't land in that airport. You don't don't want to go to Buffalo and have to play those boys. So Buffalo is number one. Number two. Von Miller injury is huge, though. Von Miller injury, injury. ACL for Von. signed him for the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. No question. Buffalo is number one for me right now. Number two has to be the Chiefs. They – they're just a spooky squad. They continue to do what they have to do week in, week out. That that defense looked a little sus in Denver, but they were up 27-0 in the same breath. So I got to go with them, number number two. Number three is the Cincinnati Bengals. Easy. You could argue them, you could argue them right now on a power ranking standpoint. They could be number two because I said this on MSG the other day. People keep bringing up the Chiefs, and I guess I just did as well. But they don't want to hear about the Chiefs. Why, why do we keep every time we see the Chiefs, we bust their ass? Why, why are we keep? Why do we keep getting compared to the Chiefs? Every single time we play, we beat them in Arrowhead. We beat them in Cincinnati. Don't put us in the same breath as the Chiefs because we have their number and we take care of business against them. I think overall, I would have to put Kansas City at number two, even though I'm saying that. But it's very, very close with the Bengals being number three. Man, number four is the Miami Dolphins. Ugh. Tough. Number five, I guess, is the Chargers, right? Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it has to be the Chargers. Give me your five <laughs> in the AFC. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Buffalo. I'm going to go Kansas City. I'm going to go Cincinnati. I'm going to go Baltimore. And I'm going to go... Miami. Okay. Why Baltimore ahead of Miami? Because, I mean, if, if Lamar comes back healthy, I think that the Baltimore is still – I don't know, man. Why Baltimore ahead of Miami is a good question. If Baltimore and Miami play head-to-head – you know what? I'm going to go ahead and flip that. I'm going to flip Miami and Baltimore. Okay. I, yeah. can't give you, I can't give you a compelling reason as to why Miami over Baltimore. Um or Baltimore over Miami, to be completely honest with you, but I don't. I don't think that either one of those teams is that much further ahead of the other one. Also, you know what? You know what my gut. Plus, feeling? I trust Baltimore. I trust Baltimore in the playoffs a little bit. You know what my gut is telling me too, is that this is going to be the classic week to week thing for Lamar, but he's not going to show up the rest of the year. You don't think he's going to play? Nah, I don't. I don't. Think he looked at the bank account and said, "Hmm." Well, I mean, th- that's just kind of – that's just my gut. We'll see what happens when we get to the playoffs. Well, they played fo- good football with Huntley before. The rest of the regular season, I don't I don't foresee – it's going to be spooky to see if Lamar comes back or not. And that's – I don't know any inside information, none of that. It's sure. just my gut telling me they're going to be very cautious bringing that man Lamar back. Well, and again, I mean, they played good football under Huntley. I mean, obviously, he's not Lamar Jackson. He doesn't add. He doesn't bring to the table what Lamar brings. But you could be in worse situations with with backups, which seems to be a theme of this year. Man, we've had some great backup quarterback play. 
whether the Cooper Rush experiment, um, obviously our guy Purdy out there in the Niners, Huntley yeah. with the Ravens, um, Heineke, who to me is a starter. Um, what about Pickett? Other- Does Pickett count? Nah, Pickett was you were always waiting. Yo, Mitch Trubisky is so Mitch Trubisky throwing a pick <laughs> to Roquan the other day was amazing. Um, no, he sucks. I think you were just waiting for Pickett to kind of kind of get in that role. But I mean, just some of the backup play has been real strong this year for sure. Shout out Brian Dayball for getting Trubisky a deal. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. He never even played. Didn't play. Didn't take a snap. He played in the preseason. Upped his and value by not playing. He upped his value by leaving the Bears where he was bad and then sitting on the bench in Buffalo. Yep. And somehow a narrative started that, hey. He's good. Should go get this guy off of Buffalo. He's, well, that's just how bad of a coach Matt Nagy was. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that is what you could lean on. It's like, it's like you almost couldn't blame them because it's like, yeah, I'd like to see somebody not playing for Matt Nagy too. <laughs> That guy sucks. And Dave Ball said he's solid. He's solid. So, I mean, look, that Steelers situation is also a dumpster fire, and it has been for the past two or three years. It's just been a quiet one because they they tend to keep things under wraps. But I I get the sense that that locker room, if you were to have like a hidden camera in that locker room, that that place is in turmoil. The You're talking about the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, I think it's just a bad environment, bad situation. But what you don't think your guys got it under control? He might. That's why I think that's the only reason why they're five and eight. Hey, look, man, we 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 talk about it. Professionalism in these head coaches can stop bad situations from going awful. Again, Washington, Ron Rivera, this Carolina guy, Wilkes, uh, Pittsburgh, and Mike Tomlin. These guys keep keep the ship steady, even when the talent isn't there. When you want to see some bad head coaching. There's plenty of examples out there when you have guys that don't know what the fuck we're doing. We just spent 15 minutes on Cliff Kingsbury. Imagine Kingsbury at Washington. <laughs> Imagine Kingsbury at Carolina. Yeah. I mean, it would be similar to what, what it looks like. Right no, now. yeah, it'd be fucking two and eight, two and nine. So, yeah. Yeah, no question. All right, let's talk about this Brady piece because I was having a hard time articulating how I felt about it. So, maybe you can help me. For those who didn't see, Tom Brady absolutely gets destroyed in San Francisco. Plays the Niners. They run him out of the building. I believe the final was 35 to 7. Let me double check that. I believe the final was 35 to 7. Yep, 35 to 7. The San Francisco 49ers absolutely destroy the Buccaneers. No shot. Brady throws a couple picks. It's just all bad. After the game, Couple people on the Niners that picked him off came out to midfield with the balls and asked him to sign and asked Tom Brady to sign the balls on the spot. Said, "Yo, Tom, big love." The audio came out. Big love for you, man. Big fan. You the goat. All that. Can you sign these balls for me? They had them taped. Everything like my my interception ball from Tom Brady type of thing. Had the date on them. Whatever. Big moment. Brady at midfield after a 35 to 7 loss stops what he's doing and signs these balls and has a, has conversations with these guys. Now this was a, was telling for me. It told me that that old Tom Brady competitor is not there anymore. 
it told me that he is not as locked in and he knows it's coming to an end, which he already knew anyway. But there is no, it, it, it rubbed me the wrong way. May, I'm not telling him to be an asshole to these guys asking for a signed ball. Yo, man, let me catch you in the tunnel. Let's connect after we can chat. I'm not signing balls at midfield after we just got run off. Now, Nick, am I, am I not seeing this correctly? Did, how did you feel about this? Because when I saw that, I was like, wow. The competitive, the competitiveness isn't there anymore. He doesn't, he he's not locked. He would never ever do this. Forget about it. this would never even be a thought in New England. He remember, this is the same guy that has multiple times refused to shake Nick Foles' hand after a game. Because of what, because of their history. Mm-hmm. Now their he's history. at midfield in San <laughs> yeah. Francisco signing interceptions. So, yeah, I think that you missed it on this one. I'll give you okay. a couple of examples. Number one, this is no different than the jersey swaps that happen after every single professional game that we see all over the place. Win or lose, get blown out or not get blown out. Guys swap jerseys, sign autographs, whatever it is, right? So I, so I want to make sure you keep that energy for those folks when they do that after a loss. I'm going to give you I would an example say, of why it's different. I would almost okay. say that Tom Brady has earned the benefit of the doubt, number one, to do this. And number two, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It's not the first time he's done this. It's not a big deal. I don't, I don't think it says that he's not competitive anymore, or that he's not the same Tom Brady, or that he doesn't want to win as much, which might be true, right? Which I think a lot of things this year may have necessarily may have pointed to that. I don't think this is that. I think going to Robert Kraft's wedding on Friday night when you play on Sunday. Well, is, all that is, all is that goes. That he's not as competitive. All but that if I had is, seen Tom Brady do this a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I think these guys ca- kind of caught him in the middle of the field. Hey, man, you're the best. Give you praise, whatever. So I don't know. Maybe you're a little bit right in the sense that, like, yeah, he knows it's the end. He knows this is kind of you know we talk about inhaling the love. This is kind of this is kind of it. This is probably the last hurrah. Um, so yeah, there's nothing wrong with it, man. But I don't think it says that anything about his competitive nature that he's not as locked in as that he once was. I think Nick, he's the just reason why this is at midfield. The reason why this isn't a jersey swap is because this is this is like if John Morant dunked on Jared Allen and then after the game brought out a poster and said, "Hey, man, will you sign this for me?" No, come on, man. What? Why is that different? Because that's disrespectful. This is just the ball that you intercepted from Tom Brady. Hey, <laughs> you, got just po- you got one. You got one on me, man. Yeah, what you mean? It. This is just the this, this is, is just a poster, poster of me of, dunking on you. I'm humiliating you. This is just the I just well, it's not humiliating think, to, throw, think, to, I, to get picked off I and think, then have the dude that picked I, you off sign it, it after getting looking, blown out thirty five to seven. I was surprised that this was a thing. I'm shocked that this is a thing. Who cares? I mean, whatever. He signed some balls at midfield. The guys picked him off. It's all good. It's Tom fucking Brady. Who cares? If this is something that you can be like, oh, well, he's not as competitive as he used to be because he's signing fucking autographs. No, no, no. Nick, he's not signing autographs. He didn't He didn't bring out a picture of Tom and say, hey, will you sign this for me? He didn't bring out he, a baseball card? He, he completely – they just got embarrassed, 35 to 7. Yeah. On national television. He threw multiple interceptions. He turned the ball over, which he doesn't do. The guy that turned you over met you in the middle of the field in front of cameras and in front of everybody after destroying you and said, 
hey, will you sign this ball for me? So you think they meant to humiliate him? No, I, I don't think, think. Yeah, I, don't, I just no, think no, they met him no, but, and got their ball you're missing, signed. You're missing oh. the point. It's not. It's not about him. He's not trying to embarrass him, and I don't think Tom thought that. It's the fact that he would do that. So you think they need to go in the tunnel and do that? I or think that def- that would that would make more sense to me. So what's Tom he, supposed he, to do? So he, is it no, better no, if Tom he, is, is it better if Tom is walking around the tunnel looking for the two guys that intercepted no. him? No. Hey, where's fifty seven? You see, see no. Drake Law? Where's Drake Law? Hey man. Come, hey buddy, come yo, here. If you want, yo, let's let's have a chat after the game. Swing by the locker room. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the same guy that refuses to shake Nick Foles' hand after losses. Now he's at midfield signing interception balls. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's the difference of what of what I'm saying. It's not a jersey swap. It's not a like, yo, good game. Y'all got us. It's, I just picked you off. This is the highlight of my career. Please sign this for me. If you're a lock, can you imagine like someone doing that to Mike? Come on, man. No, what do you, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? Come on, man. Is he not Mike in the NFL? Yeah, I think we're in a different era of camaraderie amongst players, but yeah, for sure. It's just it's, it's, we're in the bro what, culture. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? We're in that. That's what my I'm, guy. What, my what guy. I'm telling you Shout is, out my guy. That's the what I'm telling you right is now. that was I. That was my, my eyebrows raised a little bit when I everybody, saw Tom every, doing that. Everybody's it, everybody's bro. That's where we're it, at right now, man. What do you, what do you it, want me to It made tell you? me. It made me think, man. This this is is really a, the competitors. The competitor. The competitive fire is not there because he would never what, do that. Well. To me, there's other things this year that have kind of pointed to that, but I don't think this is one of them. But sure. I guess when you add it into everything else, yeah, it doesn't look great. But I don't think it's that big of a deal. Again, I think the bigger deal was going to Robert Kraft's wedding. When I heard that, I was shocked. It was, yeah, Friday, before, it was Friday before a game. Like, unheard of. So you talk about Tom Brady Patriots would kill a teammate if he did that. So the fact that Tom did that and then didn't come to Saturday walkthrough and then shows up on Sunday. Yeah, stuff like that for sure. But I mean, it's almost like with Brady... I guess with me, Brady gets the benefit of the doubt in every situation. If there's ever a guy who has earned the benefit of the doubt, he's the, you look up benefit of the doubt in the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, it's a picture of Tom Brady. I love Tom. He's the greatest quarterback yeah. of all time. Ever. Period. He's not the best, but he's the greatest. Whatever. And what I'm telling you is – I say tomato, is, I say tomato. What, what, what I'm telling you is this is – this was – Something that he wouldn't have done, and I, it, combined okay, I, with I everything I that's with going that. on in his ten years ago, life, would he have done this? He probably wouldn't. Have no, done not it, no. ten years ago. Fucking two. Yeah, he's not doing it. So that the fact to, to be, yeah, bro. I that, that I don't know if I'm if I'm I, I'm having a hard time articulating exactly what I. It just I just I know like what you're saying. The competitive edge that Tom Brady has always carried for the last 20 years isn't there anymore. And it's, it, it could be a lot of what's going on in his private life and everything. And maybe it's just a combination of his private life, a bad team, all this and that. This is the same guy that, dude, that made made them move Garoppolo, made sure he, he, the, he, he didn't bend an inch for Bill Belichick. Like this is this that's the that's the guy I'm thinking of. He's not signing fucking autographs of balls you picked me off in midfield. He's just not doing it. So can I, when he can I say, yeah, go ahead. So well, no, go ahead. Just, real quick before we wrap up on this, 
because this was kind of my fear with him coming back this year is that it wasn't going to go well. And I was kind of fine with him ending his career last year, throwing for 5,000 yards and being on a competitive team. Sure. It really does bother me to watch this weekend and wick out because I just imagine like Tom Brady's not here to fucking miss the playoffs. Tom Brady's not here to be on a team that's rudderless, directionless. Sure. Like, so to me, it's just kind of like, man, I, I, that's, I guess, yeah, it just, it bothers me. It's not how I want. And you see it with a lot of athletes, but for Tom, I just didn't want this. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. just want to see him great. The lasting images of him being great is all I needed. I don't need to turn on Get Up every Monday and hear them debating about Tom and all whether he's locked in. I don't need to come on here with you and talk about whether he's locked in. I just feel like it's almost <laughs> – it's just a dirty way to end what I think, as far as team sports go, might be the greatest career ever. You know it all, I mean? But it always happens, and this sure. is not, this is not a season that will be remembered or anything like that. When, no, when the flip it comes side down is I love it. it. I love it happening for Rodgers. I will say that I love it. I love it. I'm I'm fucking reveling in this. But yeah, that was I had to touch on that because I I just feel like that would never that was that was to be honest, I feel like that's disrespectful to go out there and ask him at midfield to sign a ball you just picked off, and he was cool with it. So maybe maybe I'm off base, but that's how I feel about it. And I think he's about to go home to that empty house, man. So he's trying to get those. Yeah, it's just like yeah, that's it's just like (laughs) you want to talk about a bad feeling around stuff. But all right, I only got ten minutes here, so let's let's jump into this NBA. Let's talk about the Pelicans, man, and let's talk about Chris Paul and the Suns and that whole thing because Bush League starting to start you employ. If you employ Chris Paul on your fucking roster, you can't get mad about shit like that. Period. <laughs> point blank. What do you mean? That, was, who who got mad? Are you talking about? I thought you were talking about the Zion, uh, the, the dunk when they got all. Oh they got yeah, all yeah, yeah. No, I got I got you. I got you. Okay. You employ Chris Paul, who has more tricks and more dirty shit. You saw him throw the bow to Elvarado. If you saw the replay on that, I thought that shit was soft. If Zion wants to do a windmill, so what? campaign sit your ass down look man 18 and 18 and 8 for the pelicans number one in the west the grizzlies are 18 and 9 right now seven straight wins zion on fire listen to zion's last what is the six games 30 10 5 30 15 8 25 6 4 29 10 5 35 7 4 35 8 3 like 60 percent shooting running point Team is absolutely rolling. This is what I think we got. We, you, you, you kind of you wanted this from them. They started off a little bit bumpy, especially uh, you know after the good vibes they had from the playoff run last year. But you knew the talent on this team was crazy. Um, I don't think that this is a team. I'm going to what's the right way to word this? I'm not going to tell you that they're a contender. Like I would be shocked. How could you not though? I would be shocked even if after we, I, what they did in the playoffs last year. How could you not? How could I'll they not what, be a contender? I'd be shocked if we came in June and the New Orleans Pelicans are in the NBA Finals. I don't know if they're necessarily the type of team that's going to win four playoff series, but I will tell you this: they're going to cause a lot of problems. You don't want to see them in a playoff series. They will absolutely knock off a really good team. It just you know how hard it is to get that far, man. You got to be locked in for four series, and that's really, 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 really tough. Um, yeah, they're and plus nine hundred right now to win the West behind the Grizzlies at seven, the Nuggets at seven, and Phoenix yeah. is at four seventy five. But how? But but if if, if, if the Phoenix Suns have to play these dudes, well, how, can you can you explain to me how they're going to beat them? Yeah, well, that's that's what I told you. They're going to knock off a contender. Like you know that's what, what that's what we could see. We could be in May and be like, man, I can't believe the Pelicans just took off the Suns in six like that. 
But that next series, I, I I don't see them winning. This is negative. I don't want to be negative about a squad that's won seven straight and is doing all the right things. But look, not going to be an easy out. Really tough team. They have leadership in McCollum. Um, they got a star in Zion. You got another guy in BI who's an absolute problem. You got role players who fully understand their role. I love Willie Green as a coach. Love him. I think he does a great job. Um, yeah, that's a tough that's a tough roster, and they're going to catch a lot of teams slipping. Dude, they're awesome. They're awesome. Trey Murphy the third got a burner. Oh, burner. Burner. <laughs> Herbert, Herb Jones. Herbert Jones. Herbert, Herbert Jones Herbert. is a killer on the defensive end. Call him Herbert. Al- Alvarado does wants to do nothing but run up and down the floor and wreak and havoc. Irritate and irritate. He just wants to wreak havoc all, all yeah. the time. That's all he wants to do. He has he revels in that. He has so much fun doing that. Then Your you got boy. Larry Nance coming off the bench who I rebounds, runs the floor. Energy. I mean, then you got Javante Graham. You're forgetting your boy. It's disrespectful that you're forgetting your boy. Who, Who are you talking about? Um, oh, come on, Val? Yeah. We already know what Val can do. My man puts low usage, Low usage, high production. Man, low usage, <laughs> high PER. Like, when yeah. he gets the ball, he, he does Sport. what he's supposed to do with it. He rebounds. He brings a little, a little physical. They're just a physical-ass squad, too. They bang around. I love the Pelicans. I, just like fun, I love yeah. the Cavs. It's like I love the Kings. Shout out the Kings, light the beam. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's honestly, and this is remember when I told you I was worried about Golden State. This is exactly what I was worried about: is that some of these other teams were going to get really good, and Golden State fucking around a little bit. You just find yourself kind of on the outside because it's like now they're in that nice spot. It's only separated by a couple games, a couple skids here and there, but you got some teams, these young teams that are really trying to get, like, really hell bent on focus on getting in the playoffs, right? Whereas a yeah. team like Golden State, right. a team like Phoenix, a team like Denver, they know where they're going to be in the summer. They know they're going to be there. Whereas, but like you talk about Portland, even Sacramento, New Orleans, Memphis to an extent, right? These young teams, yeah, they've never strapped. done it. Memphis has never they've done never, it, right? They've never done it. So when they get they they treat these regular season games like gold, right? So if you're a Golden State, if you're a Dallas, um, Minnesota, these teams that want to catch up, the Lakers. It's going to be tough. You can't count on the Portland slide. You can't count on the Sacramento slide. They kind of already had theirs. You know what I mean? So Utah, same situation. Like, So the Western Conference is tight. You're going to be surprised in the West by the teams that don't make it, I feel like. Yeah. We talked about it coming in. Someone the, good's not going to make it. Who would you, If you had to pick someone out of the West, you're talking about not make the play-in or just not make the playoffs, period. Not being that top eight, probably make a maybe a play in. Make like, the we'll playoffs. Talk, we'll talk top eight. We'll just talk top eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. What? I mean, it's it's gonna have to. It's gonna be. I'll give you one of the. It's gonna have to be Dallas, Dallas Clippers. the Clippers. Yeah, I guess or the Warriors. No, one of those big three. It's tough. Yeah, coming you know in. What I'm saying. Yeah, maybe not though. I don't know. It's 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 really early, but. Or any of these guys. So here's the thing I would ask. Like, again, for that a while, Dallas that, situation is interesting. We as talked well. about it last or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they play, they, 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 it's interesting. They, they can't they win on the road move. and everything rolls through the rolls through Luca at the crib. Yeah. They play a lot of close games. Play it's, slow. Uh, it's a lot of standing yeah. and watching. It's interesting. No question. The West is, the West is interesting. Yeah, that's loaded. What's up with the Miami Heat? 
And then let's talk about the Nets really quick. Never worried about uh, the Miami Heat. Are the Heat just old? Yeah, but this is I'm not they'll go on a nice talk about that was the, I think it's the opposite in the East. Teams like Miami can go on a run, teams like Toronto can go on a run, teams like Atlanta can go on the run because it's it's so tight outside of Boston. Boston and Milwaukee are class. They're in their own, they're in their own stratosphere. Sure. Um, but after that, I think it does get really tight. I mean, look, quietly, the Brooklyn Nets are playing really good ball. They've kind of turned down the noise a little bit. Now they're not getting coverage and they're not top of the news every single day. Teams won four straight, fourth in the West. Kyrie's back, not in talking. East, yeah. He's color or in the in the East, he's coloring in the Nike signs on his swoosh. Somebody came at my head on Twitter for saying Kyrie's a clown for that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not worried about Miami though. Miami's one Forget of those. Forget about four straight. They've won eight of nine. Is that what it is? The yeah, next eight, eight yeah. of ten. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you go back, yeah, they've won they've won four straight, eight of nine. Eight of nine. So, so they're rolling. Since Kyrie got back, they've been rolling. Yep. The black Israelites inspired. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, come on, G. <laughs> you gotta chill, dog. Come on, man. You gotta chill. <laughs> I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> His people showed up for him. Kyrie's inspired. Come on, man. That's crazy, like man. Nation, the millions to hold him back. They got a big game coming up in a couple of days in Toronto. That'll be really interesting. But, yeah, they've been playing really good ball. They've been playing really well, yeah. Vaughn has uh, has come in and, and, and changed the game. Kyrie is back. Less Do you see any situation that it's not Boston and Milwaukee, though? Is it a foregone conclusion it's Boston and Milwaukee is a conference finals? Unless, barring a Giannis injury. Barring a Giannis injury and barring, I mean, Boston hasn't played well the last couple nights, but yeah, yeah, I mean, right overall, now, overall, the numbers on Boston are ridiculous. Though. Yeah, it's still, it's still those two guys. All right, I got to run. Yep. But for Big Nick the Quick, I am Sean Little. No catch on Sports All Beach Chicago. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. Tell the homies to tell a friend. Sorry for the rush, but you know we got to eat out here. We'll see y'all next week.